something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hello. 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 How's it sound? I think it sounds good, man. Well, I'm cutting in and out. Are you? Uh, maybe that's your headphones, man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yo. Should have more people listen. They did that promo on the best bits. No, it's on uh, the feed. I believe Bobbycast feed or something. Uh, no, I think it's uh, called. It's on Bobby Bone Show feed. What is it called, though? It's a sampler. Sunday Sam- sampler. Sunday sampler. Dude. Hell of a brunch, Ray. Hell of a brunch, man. Let me tell you. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm fired up. I'm coming out of this weekend. I had a good weekend. Well, I'll tell you first, before you even get to it, that's bullshit. The way the whole all went down is complete BS. I, I disagree. That's horse pucky. I don't even know what you're talking about, so we'll just, we'll just get to it. Well, I'll be right out of a cannon when you do start talking about it. Alright. Hey, your posts were funny. For the sore losers? I, I, I laughed. About the soccer game or about... Yeah, soccer game. When you said, <laughs> Messi, I might be taller than him. I laughed out loud. Didn't know the guy was that short. Tiny dude. Wow. Short guy. That was shocking. Saw Giannis on the field and then I saw Messi right after that. Yeah. Alright. Arnold! Oh, he's got Monday off. Yeah. Yeah, he took it off. We give these guys around here three-day weekends, especially Arnold only making $200. (laughs) I'm going to hit this. It all started when a dumbass met another dumbass, and they became the dumbass trio the end. Duo the end. Duo. We need to update that. I'm going to do it live! We are the one, two, three, sore losers! What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports. So I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. Y'all, it's Sizzin. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side of Nashville with Baser, white picket fence. Uh, Fantasy football division was named after it, the suburban white picket fence division. And we have 2.5 kids in a freezer somewhere. And I'll <laughs> die of a heart attack in my 70s, <laughs> most likely. Coach, over do, to you. Do you have any energy today? Are you okay? No, dude. I'm telling you, it was just a weird morning. Sometimes We never know the time we're going to get released. Okay. I'll tell you this. At the lumber mill, every damn day, we're out of there at 3.30, okay? Well, I'll tell you what. At Sam's Club, you didn't know what time you were getting out of there. He says, you, you work three to close, okay? Here's the problem. When you're closing... You don't know if you're going to take forever, an hour, 20 minutes. You don't know what kind of wreck the store is going to be. So sometimes you're there during Christmas hours, even though you picked up all the carts, they make you come in and help do returns, fold clothes, because it is absolute chaos. So sometimes at Christmas time, how do you fold a bra? You stay for two and a half hours after Sam's closes, cleaning everything up. That's a lot, but it's paid. It is paid, but that's what I'm saying is, so not knowing your hours... I'm kind of used to that. As a delivery driver at Jason's Deli, I didn't know my hours. You want to know why? Because 
hey, one day there's 100 deliveries. Next day, there could be 10 deliveries. You're done real quick. All right, I guess we're going to cut you. We don't need anybody anymore. Well, I'm not complaining. I'm explaining. It's Got completely it. different. I know. I'm just explaining, too. Lumber mill, I'm telling the people in their trucks and all that and their tugboats. Lumber mill, you can just be brain dead. 3.30, that's when you leave. Here, I mean, dude, it could be 10. It could be 10.30. Sometimes it's noon. Sometimes it's 2. If we have a listener lunch, it's 3. It just takes sometimes in the brain. You got to be like, all right, am I, is there something I'm supposed to be doing? Because it feels like right now I'm naked. Hey, yo. <laughs> it mentally messes you up, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what. What a weekend, dude. Messy mania took over Nashville, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was phenomenal. The environment, the intensity, the, the atmosphere, everything you could want in a high-profile game was exactly what we got. High-profile criminal, right? No, not high-profile criminal. But, guys, I splurged. I bought tickets. I went on Ticketmaster, and I bought tickets. I said, I am not missing Messi in town. That's so, splurged. That's disgusting. Well, it's what I did. I had to say, you know what? It is messy. It is for a championship trophy. It is in our city. I need to be there. I need to secure the bag. And so I bought the tickets, and I said, let's go. We had some friends going. They had already got tickets. I needed my tickets. I told the wife, I was like, we can do this. Let's splurge. Let's get the tickets. We didn't take the kids. No way were we taking the kids. It's going to be way too expensive to take the kids. And we heard you've splurged. Who went? Me, my wife, uh, Dana, and Brian. Okay. I didn't need their names. You can just say John and Jane Doe. Well, basically is what I did. I made it up, Ray, on the fly. John and Dana. Dana's a porn star. So we are like, all right, let's do this. Like, we're going. So we go eat beforehand, have some drinks. Like, we are ready to go. We park about three quarters of a mile from the stadium and we walk. And I mean, we are walking an hour and 15 minutes before kickoff, and there are already droves of people. Okay. And ticket, Whackmaster, what time did you buy the tickets at? Because that'll tell me how much you paid. We bought them Saturday morning around 8 a.m. Then that was the cheapest. Yes. Well, you told me, though, in text messages, it'll be cheaper around game time. And yes. I go, I didn't know you're a back alley ticket scalper. Yes. Like, I said that right and right during the national anthem, tickets dropped to $300. Took my knee. So if you were standing right outside the stadium, and you waited till they were singing the national anthem on the Ticketmaster app. Three hundred bucks got you in the lower bowl section one hundred five. I don't know about that. I I looked. I was, I was looking at it. I was on Game Time and Ticketmaster the entire day. That and you, porn Ray. So we go eat, we go drink, and we start walking to the stadium. And there are people everywhere. It's crowded. People you can twenty thousand to be exact. Thirty thousand to be there, exact. It was yeah, thirty thousand people. I I don't know if there was thirty thousand there, but there was thirty. It was a sold out. Thing. Don't worry, we heard. If you watch the broadcast on TV, 20,000. We heard it 10 times. Guys, no, we get it. 30,000. 30,000. It holds 30,000. <laughs> and there was quite a few messy jerseys. Everybody in their stupid messy jerseys. Messy, messy, messy. I don't want you there if you're cheering for messy. I want you there cheering for NSC. We need this place to be loud. Let's go, Mukhtar. And I was worried it wasn't going to be loud. I was worried there was going to be so many messy fans. But was I, boy, was I wrong. See, I don't know why you'd be worried about that. I watched the YouTube video of the game before. Our crowds were crowds were going ass gorilla wild. Right, but a lot of these people getting on and buying, spending the expensive tickets are there for Messi. They want to see Messi. They're in the suites. Those are the Messi ones. They're Messi fans. Beckham, he was there. Beckham was there. My doctor got a picture with him. Nashville Plastic Surgery Institute. Damn, they have a suite? Dr. Unger. He was in with Beckham. Yeah, must. Must be nice. I mean, didn't invite us, but whatever. And so we bought tickets in the supporters section. So we're in the standing room. There's no seats. You stand up the entire time. <laughs> I brought a folding chair, Ray. One of the ones you take camping. No. And I was like, I, w- I don't want to have my season tickets there because the kids would hate it. But that game, that atmosphere was the place to be. That is where I wanted to be because I was worried – other parts of the stadium wouldn't be as loud, wouldn't be standing up. But by the looks of it from what I was seeing, most of the stadium stood up the entire game, at least the lower bowl. Well, I know how much you paid now. so No, lower bowl sat at times. Did they? <laughs> yes, they did. Okay. I watched not, the whole game. Not the supporters section. And we get there about 45 minutes before kickoff. Nice. And, 45 minutes, the same as halftime. I see what you did there. No, I didn't even think about that. Okay. And we get to we get to the sports section, find four four standing room spots together. Boom. 
but, but to Dick, Dana, and John. And we are there, and we are, we're in it. And Giannis is out on the field kicking soccer balls. He made a great one. Oh, dude, he, he can, had a Yon, he had a messy kick. He, or he had, a Mukhtar. He had some amazing, but he also looked like an idiot. Dude, it's like. I didn't know he was a minority owner. Yes. When were they going to tell us that? that? He's announced it before. Oh. But he, it's like 85 degrees, and he's in a full sweatsuit. Yeah, he was. On, he went private. You know, you're not feeling a lot of the outside air. I understand he flew private, but yo, Spirit Giannis, Airlines. you're a minority owner. You think you'd slap on a National SC jersey when you're out there kicking soccer balls? Yeah, that's him saying it's an investment. Do you wear a shirt that says Enron? No, exactly. Bad example. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not a part <laughs> owner of Enron. I was never associated with Enron. But you're a stock owner. Do you wear shirts with the stock on it? I'll hang up and listen on that one. So anyway, he's out there in full sweats, kicking balls, sweating his ass off. Kick my balls, Giannis. And I assume that his brother was with him, and Giannis is a massive dude. Like, seeing him on TV is fine. Dude is so tall. Yeah. So freaking tall. And I thought, oh, he's going to come over and high-five some fans, do something, pictures. No. Didn't even come near the stands. Yeah, why if you don't have to? That, this wave from afar. Okay, cool, cool. Then he talked to his brother about doing his little jump celebration. Boom. And then they do that forever. Oh, so you guys were there early. Early. Because they were showing those highlights on Sports Center on the app. And that was the crowd was almost not there yet. No, no, no. The crowd was there. They were? Oh, well, in the supporter section, it was packed. Okay. And so he's doing that kicking balls, kicking balls, and they go out. And then here come the teams to warm up. And Let's here, go, Mukhtar. Here comes Messi. Here comes everybody. And it is just. I mean, people, every time he kicks the ball in warm-ups. Booed his ass. The stadium. Oh! Like, he'd miss. And Ooh! I mean, it was great. Boo! It was so fun. Everybody was into it from warm-ups. You getting goosebumps? Not goosebumps. I don't. I didn't get goosebumps. Jordan, game five, had goosebumps. No, never had goosebumps. And so, they come out and they play. And let me tell you, Nashville, I felt like, was the better team. They played better. They did. Uh Enter Miami ain't as good as I thought they were after watching that game. They it's it's really kind of the messy show. It, it is the messy show, and here's the th- crazy I mean, they thing: they shouldn't even have scored the goal that he had. He went through seven people, not to jump ahead. Ray, go back no, to no. minute one. No, no, but it was back and forth. It was fine, but Messi really had no effect on the game. They controlled Messi very well. Whatever their game plan was, whatever the strategy was. Well, don't worry. The announcers love talking about it. They were just whacking him, man. I tried to say something not bad there. Dude, they, they were on their knees talking about each other. Oh, the defense. Oh, my gosh. This coach. Oh, three, four, three, four, seven, eight, nine defense. Oh, this is beautifully planned. Shut the hell up. All you do is line up, square up, nut up, play some soccer, bitch. Like, they're acting like it's the most genius. It looked like zone. I mean, uh, you guys ever watched the basketball game? <laughs> Oh my gosh, this coach. Oh, I couldn't have even driven up a better blueprint. <laughs> Dude, these announcers are on Apple Plus. I was about to go punch him in the face. But were you <laughs> but, but, but when you saw when you saw Messi, yeah. what did you think? I mean, he there was a lot of walking, man. I watched the women's cup because I watched the women's cup the next day. Oh, you watched they're, Spain and England. They're constantly running. I will say, props to the MLS and Messi. That's the first time I've watched any minute of an MLS game. I watched every one, all 90 or 100, whatever the case was. Oh, and there was penalty. But I'm telling you, dude, I didn't know there was that much walking. There's a Messi walks until he doesn't have to, and then he grabs the ball and he scores a goal. A, a lot of downtime, though. I will say, we. I, I don't know if we did it or if he was just – They. I felt like Messi was not involved in the game very much. I, I don't know if that was because of the way Nashville played defense or whatever. Their 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 strategy, their plan, it worked because Messi was not on the ball like I'd seen the games past. But what little he did touch the ball, holy s! Like the first half, we were ta- we we're like, damn, Messi hadn't been involved. Messi hadn't been involved. He got that ball. He had the ball. I would say for ten seconds total. Like I felt like the first half, and it was whoop 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 goal. Holy hell! The shot was amazing. He scored. He scored in in the first half. Yeah, it was like the twenty fourth minute well, or something. Around the twentieth minute, I was like, I got to be real. I'm going to be real on this podcast. I was bored as hell. I was like, damn. I thought this was going to be more entertaining. At the twentieth minute, I went in the other room and started doing some laundry. Okay, and I had the TV up loud enough so I could hear a roar or whatever there was. 
Dude, no less than two minutes later when the water's running, I'm putting detergent in, I hear booze and ah! I'm like, what the hell? I go to the TV, Messi scored. I freaking missed Messi score. I hit the rewind. Bro, what are the chances I sat through 20 <laughs> minutes of boring crap and then the five minutes I was away, Messi scored? I've watched it like 30 times after that. It was interesting because, I mean, the shot, I mean, because I'm at the opposite end, but I watched it and you saw it just bend and it was like, Damn that! I mean, hey, it, if I was gonna get tickets, I was scalping them the entire time. I was gonna get three hundred and fifty dollars tickets. That was the lowest it went, right where he scored the goal. I would have been up in the second deck, but but that's okay. Right there. It, and I got a text from the before the game from random kid Cody, and he was like, "Dude, hey man, do you ever want to go see a soccer game? Hit me up. What he are said, you doing tonight?" He said, "Are you cheering for Messi to score, or do you want to shut him out?" And I said, "Shut him out." Really? I was like, I want Nashville SC to win, and I don't want Messi to. I don't want him to score. I want us to win. And then after he scored, I was like, everybody's oh. And then I looked at the people I'm with, and I'm like, well, that was beautiful, <laughs> dude. He knuckle bucked it about I'm, five feet. He put some English on that dude, bitch. I mean, it, he made it look so easy. If you were in the the fifth row, you thought you were about to get hit by a soccer ball. No, for real. And he bent it like Beckham, in front of Beckham, into the net. If you are sitting outside that goalpost, you're like, oh my god, it's gonna... Oh, damn, that hit the upper... Oh, that... Okay, alright, well, cool, we're down one nothing. He hit it past the water polo player. Who's that guy? <laughs> Our goalie? It looks oh. like he's playing water polo. <laughs> Panico. <bro. laughs> the only guy that wears a helmet in soccer. <laughs> well, that's because probably he... Oh, I, I bet sorry. you... No, I would bet... He got concussed. He got concussed by okay. the pole at I'm some sorry. point. I'm sorry. And he's our backup goalie. I didn't know that. Uh, so you go to the half, down one nothing, and I mean, it, it, the, the air kind of went a little bit out of the stadium when Messi scored. It was just like, oh. But it was still raucous, and we still felt good. Still felt good going into the half. Good ending. I mean, I think Nashville almost should have scored a couple times, right? Oh, Breakaways wait. with Mokhtar. We should have scored a few. I felt like we had the better opportunities. And for the love of God, would somebody on this podcast have told me that Mukhtar is the best player in MLS and we have him? He's the MVP. <laughs> the dude's phenomenal. <laughs> I've rarely heard you say his name. He's awesome. He's I really actually, good. I would go watch a game because of him. Yeah, he's really good. The only thing I don't like about him is... Whenever he gets any contact, he falls a lot. He doesn't really fight for the ball. Yeah, that, a lot that, of them do. That bugs the hell out of me. And Fight harder, bitch. But that's okay. But then we come out in the second half, and my wife is just into it. She's like, she's guys. She's drunk. She is kind of drunk. <laughs> and she's like, listen, guys, I have not been this into a game since Vince Young was at Texas. <laughs> what random events did you? She was in college when, okay. at UT when Vince Young was at Texas. And she was like, she was telling you know the couple we were with, and, and she was just like, guys, I am so. This is so intense. Not kinky, right? And she was friends. like, "It is awesome." The the being in the fan section was great, and she is just going nuts. And she's like, "But I just feel it. We're gonna score. We're gonna score." And, and in the fan section, with the supporter section, when you score, everybody throws their drinks in the air. F that, dude. And I looked at her. and I said, "We are not wasting the drink." <laughs> <laughs> like if we score, we are not wasting our drinks. Trust me, I'm keeping my mark. And, and we score. And boom, I get nailed by a beer. Dude, what if you were wearing good stuff? Lacoste, Latire. It doesn't matter. And here's the funny part. In pregame, like it, it in there's no you're not allowed to have the other team's jersey sitting in the, the supporter section. And someone's I guess had a shirt on and then took it off and had a messy jersey under it. And everybody like turned to this one person and started chanting, Get the fuck out. Get the fuck <laughs> out. Get the fuck <laughs> out. Get the, and I mean, the whole section <laughs> was chanting it at this one dude, this one it, poor soul. He was a 16-year-old kid, right? He thought he was going to get away with wearing a shirt and then taking it off and having Messi underneath. And everybody, I mean, it was just like on top of him. Get the F out. Get the F out. Get the F out. And it went on until he walked out of that ass. Yeah, he got the F out. He got the F out. It was awesome. So we score and everybody's going bananas. Bananas. I'm trying to think. When was that goal at? Like the 73rd minute, maybe? It was the, wasn't it? It was a random. It was the own goal. It was a corner kick. Own goal. Well, it was a corner kick. I couldn't see exactly. It was down there. There was a lot of bodies. And, uh, I was in the other room for that one. I miss that one. Too. Oh, my God. Bro, I, I have the worst timing with soccer Bro. goals. I'm telling you right now. 
I was I was a good boy for another twenty minutes into the second half. And, and please like, don't say you were a good boy. You it, sound like a little hey, fr- like you're. I'm you're gonna spank you. Hey, and then I just I went in the boy. other room. Dude. How do you how do you go in the other room? But I rewound it, and watched it a hundred times. But I'm just saying, it okay. sucks soccer. The timing of the goal. No, it was awesome. And so then it is like, oh boy, edge of your seat drama. And it's back. I mean, Nashville had so many chances, so many chances. And I'm like, please, please bury one. Because yeah, they drilled one and the goalie Goal- dove after. Yes. I mean, the goalie made some great saves. It was it was an entertaining game. And then with like 10 seconds yes. left, yeah. 10 seconds yes. left, I don't know what the f- happened. I still don't know if that guy was off sides. Well, the announcers at first thought he was off sides. They're like, oh, it's a crazy pass. Oh, he's on sides. And so the guy was miraculously on sides and broke away. He broke away. Shaq Moore gets turned around. He falls down. And it's, so it's one-on-one with the keeper. And then he flicks it over, over the, the keeper, keeper. And he's going. And I'm like, no! no. And this is right where I'm sitting, right behind that goal. And I'm going, no! No! And he slides. And Shaq Moore's coming again. And he falls his ass down again. And I'm like, no! No! And the guy slides. Hits it. Off the outside of the post, out of bounds. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Dude, I'm t- from the TV angle, honestly, it never looked like it was good because he did the flip over, which no, was No, but badass. when he flipped it over, I thought it was over. I thought, oh my God, that's no, going in. The flip over really did in real in real time look like a flip over. And then you just seemed like he pushed it too far out and he never could catch up to it. Right. But the announcer said he really should have just stayed standing, br- bring it into himself. He had time. Oh, he could have just. He felt like he rushed it a little bit. Yes. He he probably thought, you know, someone's coming. Go- timing. Like, this team's always been bad. Now Messi. I mean, that, that shows what that team was before Messi. But think of how cool it is sliding. to go from being terrible to playing with the best player to ever play soccer. And they got more pieces. They got, they got two other Alba. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so then we go to PKs, dude. Oh, beautiful. We didn't have to sit through overtime. We went immediately to PKs. Well, here's that the thing. That was awesome. When, when, when it's like it, it, regular time ends, right? Everybody is sprinting for the pisser. At the, the soccer game. Everybody has to pee. So you just see people hauling ass because they don't want to miss PKs. And I mean, everybody's flying into the bathroom and, and people are yelling, no need to wash hands, boys. No need to wash hands. We got to get back. We got to get back. It's PKs. It's PKs. I will say the audience shots they did do, interesting crowd of those games, man. I don't know. So one guy was dressed up like Jesus. Yeah, he does that every game. I don't understand it. <laughs> Couple of, I mean, I'd say a majority of the fans look like they're in their parents' basement or they're like MIT students. Like they I, have glasses on. They're like look like they're reading a book while they're at the game. I will say that the guy that dresses like Jesus, he probably did that one game. Thought it was funny. He got interviewed. Don't worry. No, no, no. And then now everybody loves it, so he has to do it every game. He probably hates it by now. Dude, they interviewed him. They're like, uh, "You guys were chanting, we want Messi. Did you really want Messi?" And he's like, "We wanted the idea of playing in the big game. We didn't necessarily want Messi." That's what I said. <laughs> and then and, and in the game, they're chanting, "Messi sucks. Messi sucks." And and, and I looked at the people I'm with. I'm like, "But he's really actually kind of good. <laughs> he's actually kind of good." And uh, you, the fans for Nashville, there was about five guys pregame shirts were off, like. They, that doesn't get you booted out. You can just take your shirt off. You can take your shirt off, dude. What goes supporter section? Games? Supporter <laughs> section. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Then I gotta go to a soccer game. The, the supporter section. It's a bunch of drunks. Like it's just crazy. Okay. It's so fun. And there's flags flying. It was awesome. So yeah. Then one it, person just had a six one five flag. I'm like, you're celebrating the area. Code? No, no. They, there's different supporter groups. Like there's. <laughs> What's another one going to be? West Nashville over by the Target where Sizen lives. Like what the. F- the flags were bizarre. I mean, I, I want to see a U.S. flag. Can I be honest? If I sat where the flags were, I'd be pissed. Yeah. You can't see. Yeah. Like, as they're waving the flags the whole game, I'm like, get that flag out of my face. <laughs> Go fly your flag somewhere else, man. <laughs> Let uh, the freak flag fly. Where do I fly that one, right? Well, I'm going to tell you about the PKs <laughs> right after this. <laughs> okay. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. 
listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. The PKs were something I have never seen in my life. They were orgasmic. No, they were phenomenal. They were awesome. They were phenomenal. Like Messi, you can say, hey, Messi set set the tone with the pen- penalty kicks, dude. He just does the slow walk, slow walk, slow walk. Let's see you bite. You go left. Pooh, I'll dribble in a righty. <laughs> I mean, why doesn't everybody do? I know it's a timing thing and it's a strength of leg, and it's almost like where his eyes were looking, and he just does it last second. Why doesn't every player just kind of walk up to the ball? Because you just have to keep forward momentum. Yes. There's no reason to run. I think a lot of it, some of them make up their minds before they go up there where they're going. Because you, I, 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 I don't know. I, I would love to ask someone. Oh, I'll tell you. I, yeah, they don't do it before because some of the guys hit in the very middle. There's no well, way in your head that's where you decided. I do believe that may have been a strategy that Miami know, had because a lot of the Miami players were doing the hesitation, slow walk up, and they wait for our goalie to dive, and they would kick it right up the middle. Numerous ones. So they must have done film study on he dives he never stays right in the middle I don't know fascinating to know because I believe some of them make their mind up before they go up there I'm kicking it upper corner left side but dude and they go for it like you could almost have the golf yips and you just like don't kick the ball like I could see uh, like does who's one of brother does he have the yips who's one of our friends that have the probably we all get them. brother yeah brother I, dude, I could see him almost just like piddling the ball and almost missing it. Because you get the yips. Well, it's like Rapino in the World Cup. She kicked it over. She- yeah, but that's just a high. I could almost see myself like getting so much anxiety, you just literally just don't kick the ball. Maybe. Just, like you don't know which way you're going to go. That's why I think you have to make your mind up before you can. That's why I kind of agree with you. Because if it's a last second thing and they dive the way you're about to kick it, you have to. I don't know. You almost. I don't know. I so anyway, we Messi makes it boom, Mukhtar makes it boom, Liao misses, and then it comes down to their fifth kicker. We have to block it or he has to miss, or the game is over. And our goalie blocks it, and I mean beers go flying, everybody's going crazy, and then we still have to make it to force the you know extra PKs, and right. then it becomes sudden death, and we make it. And I have, and then it's sudden death from there on out. If they make it, we have to make it. I have never in my life seen it get all the way to 11s. So we're the 11, and it's only the players on the field that can kick penalty kicks. So it was goalie on goalie. It would have gone to Messi again. Right? It would have gone back to Messi. Yeah. It would have gone back. But I had never seen goalie on goalie where they're both required to take a penalty kick. It was awesome. That's when the water polo player came out. He had his head on. 
He had all of his <laughs> knee pads and crap. The guy for Nashville. Yeah, Panico. It looked ridiculous, dude. And he's going to be the most pivotal player. Well, he had it because he had to block it, and then he had to kick it himself. Yes, and their goalie stepped up and buried—I mean, buried it, dude. Their goalie buried it at the top of the net. Na- you literally, if you jumped as high as you could, couldn't touch to where he touched it. I mean, that's that's what I mean. How much precision and how awesome those penalties were taken. It wasn't like they were barely making them; they were burying them upper ninety side net, like almost impossible to stop. So it's not like they were getting lucky on these penalties. They were burying them each team. It was so fascinating. So their goalie buries it, and then our goalie Panico steps up. He goes right side. The, not a very good penalty kick. Guy drums over, blocks it. Miami wins, and I mean. That was devastation. Did you see what the Miami goalie did? He faked with the hand this way, so maybe his eyes would think he was going to dive that way and then dove the opposite way. Oh, I didn't catch that yeah, in real time. He did a little hand action. And Miami wins, and it was, it was, it was sad to lose. We should have won man of the match. But it was a phenomenal game. It was so entertaining, so worth the money. Yes, the Nashville didn't win, but that kind of game, worth it. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. Dude, the crowd was going nuts. Yes, and yeah. the the sadness is walking out, though. It was just everybody was sad. If we would have won, the hysteria of everybody walking out would have been high-fiving, would have been going crazy. Instead, it was just like, crap. Yeah, man, it was too much money, man. I just couldn't go. It was way too much. Bazer said if it got down to 250, I could have gone. It it never, the threshold of 350 never got broken. Yeah, it was just, it was like, wow, man. It was, but now my question is. Then we went to our parking lot. Did you guys walk? Yeah, we had to walk. That's bullcrap. And my question is, if you, would you have rather lost, like if you're a fan, because you're not really a fan. On that last second where that guy almost knocked it in, you know what I mean, with that, that last play, or the penalty kicks? No, the penalty kicks were badass. It added more to the game. Added so much more drama. Yeah, penalty kicks are awesome. That's the best way to end any sporting event. I mean, not in football, but if imagine that's how it's decided. It's just such a random, sudden, immediate thing. It's way better than that guy drilling a random-ass kick at the very end of the game. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was so fun. And then... I stayed to watch the to- trophy presentation, all that, and Messi. Messi's classy, dude. Class act, Ray, when he handed the trophy over. To Yedlin, because yeah. Yedlin was the captain before Messi got there. Oh, somebody told him in his ear, hey, this Yedlin no, guy, no. he's just like kind of a bullshit player. But no, he's he- not. He Yedlin plays Team USA, dude. He's not bullshit. He is? He used to, yeah. He used to be one of our stars. Well, this isn't the early 90s, coach. The not the early 90s. Age. I'm talking a couple years ago. Messi knew that he needed to hand over the trophy to that guy. I thought it was such a class act. Messi was awesome. Then here comes David Beckham down on the field, all the families. Here comes Messi's wife, Messi's kids. They're all down there on the field celebrating. But I did not understand was when they scored their first goal, when when Inter-Miami, when Messi scored, they shot the fireworks. Uh, Yo, bro, this is our home stadium. What the are you shooting fireworks for? Interesting, but did they play it as a championship? No, no, when they scored their first goal. Right. Oh, as a, yeah. like a neutral site. I mean, site. a Super Bowl, they play it as a neutral But it's site. really, truly a neutral. This was actually at our home stadium. Oh, it was? Uh, Nashville plays right here. <laughs> well, whose other home stadium would I it be? I honestly, when I heard the fireworks, I was like, oh, it just must be a neutral stadium. It might. They may consider yeah. that. But when it went off on the in the game, we all went like, what the? Did they, <laughs> was the guy Hey, was the guy doing laundry in the uh, other room, and, and he just heard a, a <laughs> goal, and he assumed it was whatever? And as we walked back to the car... I like to do stupid stuff, so I vandalized it. No, like when I'm in, the, like before the game, I'm walk, I'm in the bathroom and I was pissing. I was like, oh man, I can't believe Messi pulled his hammy during the warmups, just yelling it out loud just for people to hear, right? <laughs> and I'm walking, and there, you know, everybody's just walking, and I just like out loud to nobody. I want to come out. I go, man, I, I I've never heard of that guy in Messi, that number ten. I've never heard of him, but he looked pretty good for Inter Miami. <laughs> And this dude, big dude, big dude goes, you've never heard of Messi? I mean, come on, bro. What the f*** is wrong with you? Do you even watch soccer? He's like, jeez. And they kept on walking. He got so mad at me because I threw out this dumb comment saying, 
Man, I don't know. I've never heard of that messy guy, but number 10 for Miami, he looked pretty good. Dude, the one the warm-up comment is really good. It gets people all the time. All the time. Always name whatever game you're at, star star players say, "Oh, I can't believe they got injured in warm-ups." Cuz most people haven't been able to check their phone in the last 15 minutes, have no idea that happened. You can f with people the whole time. Be careful, you don't want to be outnumbered. Dude, when I'm at concerts, I, Dude, oh, you've done that before. I, I walk through all the time, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I can't believe Dustin Lynch got the flu. Or, damn, I can't believe Chris Stapleton has laryngitis and can't sing tonight. And people will turn their head like, what? What? But like, you say it as just loud enough so they can hear, but you act like you're talking to your friend. Right. Yeah. You, you just act like you're in a conversation walking with someone, and then they and it's sort of like in Vegas. We were walking out of a restaurant one time. Man, and, I can't believe they ran out of the black uh, black blackjack. They were they, there was a line because it was breakfast. It was brunch time. Line out the door. You know what I mean? People waiting to get in. <laughs> you could do it in food too, dude. I'm walking out and I'm like, gosh, I can't believe they ran out of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and these two ladies, I'll never really go what. <laughs> and I was like, got you. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Do you then tell them that? Oh, you're I don't kidding? like if they well, like react, the Dustin Lynch, Chris Stapleton. Oh, I just keep going because yeah. no one, because everybody, no one says anything. They just kind of look around like what, <laughs> what? But these ladies actually visibly and audibly <laughs> reacted. Their heads turn and they go, "What? <laughs> <laughs> I've got you." And my wife and Ryan and Garrett and Missy, they were all like, damn, dude, you're so mean. But it was so freaking funny. I want to act like I'm, uh, I wouldn't get, dude, I think you but tricked me. But you get caught. You if get- you told me, I'd be half hung over like, they ran out of eggs? <laughs> oh, dude. Like, how did they run out of eggs? Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. And that just shows you, I mean, you can get any person. People don't know what the hell well, their name they, is. They're, like, they're, they're just in a mind frame. They're in their conversation. They hear something and they don't have time to think. Like, is he being serious? It's just a natural reaction. Like, what? But, dude, that number 10 for the other team, Messi, I never heard of him, but he looked pretty good. Bro. Bro. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, come on. Man, we should have got him. Where's do you he even, from? Do you even watch soccer? I mean, dude was so <laughs> pissed. And then he just went storming off. Was he I, our guy? I think he was our guy. Yeah. I think he was our team, but yes. And that was the end of the Messi. It, it was... So worth it. Bullshit. I got no invite. I was texting you ticket prices, no responses. I was considering going, but then I was but like. But you just said you didn't consider really going. No, logistically, I'm not going to drive to the game by myself trying. Hi there, parking for one. What? $80. Awesome. Let me pull that out of my ass. We paid 20 bucks for parking. Well, oh, cool. I'd love to walk in the dark. Get ready to be sodomized. I mean, are, are, <laughs> it's a are, bad you, part. Are, you, are you a 12 year old? Have little you, boy? Have or, you been or, to that part of town? No, I've never been. Tell me about it. There's a lot of buggery. Because guess what? I go there all the time. Well, I'm just telling you, me walking by myself, uh, yeah, it's the last thing I want to do. You guess be, what? To be There's gra- 30,000 people you're going to be walking with. To be grabbed from behind? There's 30,000 people. <laughs> I mean, got you guys, just, hold on, hold on. We just got to look into Ray. Scaredy Cat Ray is scared to walk no. to his car after a game by himself. Dude. I'm being funny. My wife would not. She no, would not have no, no. let me go by myself. But here's the funny part that you say that. So the couple we went with, they park at the same spot every time. And they're like, oh, one time we went to Santa's pub afterwards. Because, you know, there's a bunch of people walking back to the car. And they go, and we had a couple drinks. And they go, and then we walked back to the car that time. And there was no one. She goes, it was a little scary. Because <laughs> it's a little sketch. Grab your pocket. Hey, it's a little sketch where they park, you know what I mean? But when you're walking out of the game, most people are, are walking that way too. You don't really but see you, them. Yeah, but you wait 30 minutes uh, uh, and, and go to the bar and have two beers. It's cleared out and you're the only one walking in this desolate area. Then it's like, now I see how it's sketchy. Yeah, yeah. But that was messy, man. It, it was really good. I didn't tell the kids I was going. We wore a fake shirt on the way out of the house. Um, <laughs> I wore a polo. We're going to dinner tonight, reviving our marriage. We, we told them we were going somewhere with friends, which we were, but we did not tell them where. So we had the shirts and the- Oh, because nat- they would have bawled. They would have bawled. They yeah. would have been upset. They would have been sad. So Wait, we- so you guys never have told them about the game? No, nah, we never told them about the game. Oh my gosh. Did they know it was on TV? Yeah, but it was at <laughs> what 8- What if o- they would have showed you? Oh man, that would have been bad. <laughs> but at 8 o'clock, hopefully they're in bed by that point, because 8 p.m. kickoff, really 8.15- supposed to be laying down for bed at that point and so we just we didn't feel like it was worth the fight the disappointment the sadness in their eyes to tell them we were going to the game yeah so we 
literally said, hey, you're going to have a babysitter. We're going out drinking, me and your mom. And they're like, okay, where are you guys going? We're going with friends somewhere. I'm going to try and get lucky tonight. And the great part is it's my three-year-old's, uh, his best friend's parents, so we didn't tell him that because then he would have been upset. Like, how come I don't get to go over there because we were meeting at their house? So it was this whole you know, song and dance about wearing fake shirts and then having the shirts in the car, then changing in the car. I mean, <laughs> I, I know it sounds crazy. It, but, like, it, what was the fake shirt your wife wore? A dress and then she undressed in the no, car? No, no, she just wore a T-shirt because she was wearing a Nashville shirt T-shirt at the game. And she was in her panties and bra and in her so friend's car. I, I was in a, just a red T-shirt and I had hidden the jersey under the seat in the car. Dad, but you never wear red. You were wearing a red T-shirt out? What is it, Scarlet Lady Night? <laughs> Who the hell I wasn't going to wear it to the game. I was just wearing it in the car. No, but if your kids saw you, would be like, Dad, where are you going? The fire department? They don't. <laughs> Coach, who the hell wears a red shirt? My kids <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Did you see Dad in red tonight? That was a weird color on him. My kids don't know about like what you're supposed to wear when you go places so they don't know dress etiquette if you're not dressed up enough they just know i'm leaving the house if they see me in a nashville sc jersey they know i'm going to the game so you sometimes have to lie to your kids about where you're going hey, you can't tell them the whole truth was the, you uh, know you'll know with your two and a half kids in the freezer thank you coach was the uh eight o'clock call time i mean i was a little i took a nap before to prepare for it Oh, then I, I had the fight on after that. I did take a nap in the afternoon before the game you have to. to get ready for the game because I knew we were in the standing section, no sitting down, had to be prepared. I'm 42 years old. I am not as young as I used to be. I'm not as spry as I used to be, and I wanted to be in it, and I didn't want to be tired, and I did it, and we crushed it, and it was an amazing night, and my kids still don't know. And it was a hell of a fight after that game. I didn't watch it, but... O'Malley and Ojo? All Joe Ray. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. How was it? Um, we had All Joe, and we also had him as part of about three of our other fall parlays, which all came crashing down. First round, All Joe won it. Second round, O'Malley just caught him. All Joe like reached out for it. Sorry, spoiler alert. No, it's over. You can spoil. All Joe gives him some little bitch tap on the face, and then O'Malley's like, "What? Your face is right here in front of me." Boom! Knocked him the fuck out. Sleeping, dude. Come on. I mean, dude, he just straight up caught him. Like, what the hell was Aljo fucking thinking? Just got caught. Caught. Ref did stop it a little early. I mean, took a couple hammer punches on the ground, and then ref jumped in. And I thought it was kind of like boxing. I don't watch a lot of these UFCs. I've seen my fair share. I thought the ref does a count or something. Dude, ref just jumps in and says, peace out, fight over. No, no, there's no count. There's no count in UFC, dude. Hey, ref. We couldn't have at least given it another couple seconds. But he was done, right? Like, he wasn't fighting back. He took the hammer fist and just... He was fighting back. He was still on his back. Hammer, hammer, twisting, hammer. Ref jumps in. Uh, Ref? I mean, you couldn't have given it at least 2.5 more seconds? Oh, did you have the over in rounds? No, we had all Joe. Oh, that's why... I should have known. It went from minus 250 to minus 240, minus 230. And then a graphic comes on the screen. Somebody betting bet $8,000 to win 36000 Thanks. I love the kiss of death there. But well, you know when they put that on the screen, it usually doesn't work out. Really? I don't know. Half the time they put a big bet up for one person then another person, so one of those people are going to lose. But I had bet bad mojo. The second I saw that, I was like, great, $8,000. Somebody had inside info. O'Malley's going to win. Here we go. <laughs> and also, I should have watched updated footage of O'Malley. That dude is big, jacked. He's taller than him. He's a big old boy. Yeah, I didn't big watch it. Dude. I have no idea. I was too busy in my depression. And they they had to drop to like 135. And <laughs> Aljo then posted on Twitter, oh, I'm already up to 144 and counting, making O'Malley think that he'd gained a bunch of weight. Yeah. So then O'Malley got on a scale and had a case of beer and goes, I'm already up to 155 and just showed the weight. And then they zoomed up to him and he had a case of beer. <laughs> he just fucking with him. That's funny. That's when you should have known. That's really funny. That, that's having a good time. I like that a lot. Oh, man. But you know what you're not going to like a lot? Some of these people didn't pay for fantasy football. They had the deadline is passed. When we come back, it's time to redraw, folks. It's time to redraw. Your dreams are not over. We'll be right back. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, 
we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Let me update this Venmo app. Ray, I got your Venmo this morning early. Let me tell you, Jorge Sanchez barely made the cutoff. Kristen Tedford, Kirsten Tedford, barely made the cutoff. You want to know who didn't pay? Let's give them one more shout out because their season has come to an end. How many are we talking? Stacy Rogers did not pay. Xavier Sanchez did not pay. X. Jose Gonzalez, nineteen eighty nine, did not pay. Nineteen eighty never. Miguel Salazar did not pay. Miguel Sayulita. Let's see if there's anybody else that did not pay. Ah, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. How many was that? There's no. Like, oh, Shane Bray, defending champ, out of the woodworks. He has been found. He is in. He said, oh, dude, I've been caught up at work. Don't you forget, I'm coming for that belt again. Tony Suck sucks at paying. <laughs> yeah, that one was there for the taking. Jamie O. Oh, forgot to play. Oh. So Jamie O, not in. Jamie O, not in. The big O. You know what I'm talking about, right, guys? Yeah, and oh, yeah, the Russian bot, Preston Vakovovich, did not pay. So their season has come to an end. Let me refresh. see you later, bitch. (laughs) Refresh it one more time. Refresh it. Ah, They did not pay. It is time to draw. Did you get my Venmo? I did get your Venmo. I saw it. I saw it. Dude, I tell you what, that 150 sending it over, I'm like, we were sure that's the amount, right? Or we just talk about that on the podcast. No, no, that's that's for sure the amount. All so right. let's go to this wheel. I literally used to get paid four hundred dollars when I first started in this industry. That would be half of a paycheck. Well, guess what? It's no longer the standard, so you have a little bit more money to pay. Okay. You bought a house, you're okay. Inflation, right? You know that kind of stuff. You got a loan, so that means you're rich now. Okay, Stacy Rogers, Depression Den. You have been marked off. You were the first person selected to the Depression Den. You are the first person out of the Depression Den. You avoided better help. Yep, here we go. It's time to spin the wheel. Let's see who gets Stacy Rogers' spot. Stacy Rogers' spot is going to go to. There it is. Gregory Molofoski. 
Gregory Molofsky. Is that my cousin? I don't know, but Gregory Molofsky. Cousin is Gregory Westenberger. Uh, then that is not him. That is Wassenbogger. Now, Xavier Sanchez. You are out. You are the second personality uh, that it did not pay, so let's go ahead and... Xavier, you've been axed. Let's go. Here we go. Someone right now, your dream is about to come become true because Xavier Sanchez doesn't know how to work Venmo. And it is Depression Den, Joe M. Very generic name. There's a lot of Joe M's out there. Joe M, your email address is totsfortroy43. Totsfortroy or taters for Troy 43. <laughs> I don't know, Joe M, but that's you. You're on the clock. You're on the clock. That tater name's making fun of something. Venmo Radio Lunchbox. Next to go. Got a lot of people in depression. A lot of people didn't want better help. Depression didn't had a lot of people not pay. Also, I don't even know if there was that much of an urgency that they had to pay right away. Oh, there was. It was set on the pod. Uh, they just didn't listen to the pod. Right, don't go against I us. mean, every single person that heard it, they knew they had to pay. Jose Gonzalez, 1989, you gone. You gone. Oh, and he's, uh, he's only 33. Yep. And in his place is... you got to be kidding me. What was your cousin's name? Gregory Westenbarger? Oh, no, it's Brian Myrick. Brian Myrick. And I, had a, I, I struggled with this, Ray. It's like... I'm doing all this over the weekend. I'm checking who's paid, who hasn't paid. Checks and balances. And my debate is, at some point, do I need to email these people and be like, hey, man, just so you know, the deadline's on Monday. You haven't paid. Do you still want to play? Or is it like, you know what? We're grownups. We do a podcast. I said your name on the podcast on Friday. You had three days to listen. It's on you. Right. They can get pissed. Zip fizz. That is awesome if you're drinking. Guys, look it up. I can't believe they actually have a commercial now. Sorry. Squirrel! Um, I wanted to say this. We can lose the six listeners. I don't give an ass. But I will say this also. Um, Venmo 150 hitting you up. The callers, the listeners. Fantasy. But Totally lost my train of thought. Over to you, coach. But am I supposed... Oh, wait. You know what I just noticed? Jamie O did pay. <laughs> Jamie O, I'm sorry for calling you out. You led me to my point. So I was looking at it. What if their Venmo doesn't match their name, doesn't match their email? Oh, bro. How me- confusing as hell is that? Bro. Is what I thought about for you. Just check this out. I had <laughs> Martise. No, let me see. Yeah. Maurice Spencer. Yes. Right? Well, let there me. Ain't, there ain't no damn Maurice Spencer on the whole list. I checked it five freaking times. Sounds like a good use of time. There is no Maurice Spencer. Who knew that's Mo and Tampa's name? No idea. Because <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure my Venmo is Cizan Raymundo. Like legit, I literally had to go back to the email, go to the Gmail and type in Maurice Spencer into the like search bar. And that's when Mo and Tampa popped up. And I'm like, good God, you don't think if your name doesn't match, you could at least say, hey, I'm Mo in Tampa? Uh, and I thought his name was like Rudy Dofo, like something like that, according to his email. But no, he has six different names. He might be a serial killer. And I don't times know. that by 48, so that's what it was like for every one of them. Yeah, so I, I don't know. But I, 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 said, I asked my wife, I said, so should I email these people and be like, hey, you haven't paid. Are you still interested in playing? And she told me, no, I think they should have listened to the podcast. And I said, okay, if that's how you feel, that's how I feel. Let's do it. Executive decision. Yeah. Do you agree with that decision? Yeah, I don't really care. I mean. I know you don't care. I I feel like since it is $150, that's a steep little hill to climb. So I I feel like even if they didn't make the league, they could be like, oh, I mean, $150. Dude, if you don't know a lot about football, I mean, that's a toss away of $150. I understand. You need to know a decent amount. And I would like to con- congratulate the suburban white picket fences. Every single person from that division paid. Yeah, and that's because I reached out to each and every one of them, made sure everybody was going to pay, got their Venmos lined up. Constant correspondence in the white picket division. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm kidding. I didn't do any of that. Hey, where's Shane Bray? 
all but one paid. I mean, Roger A. paid, Dre from Chicago, Martin Moran, Martin Moran, Moron, Moran, whatever, Zach Wudabidweaker, Peter Castillo, they all paid. Tony Suck did not pay. So, Tony Suck, we are removing you right now. Let me check my Venmo again as we do this. I just, I really don't think that it, that the actual drawing needed to be on the podcast. I feel like we could have done a better use of a podcast. Well, how else would people know? You know how exciting we it is to hear your name? Facebook Live. No, that's too much. Tony Suck, you're out. Who's in? Who is in? Shane, hey, where's Shane Bray? Added to that division is going to be Ben Davis. Yep. Ben, ben Davis. Get him, Benny. Ben Davis. Come here, Benny. Hey, Benny, why don't you get off that tractor, boy? Oh. And you come on over here. Hey, Ben Davis, born in 1950. Holy Benny, boy. You are nice and retired now, boy. Aren't I you didn't now, realize. Boy? Yeah, we didn't know. I didn't realize we had someone from 1950 listening to this show. So Ben Davis is in. All right, let's see. Let's go over to Depression Den. Do we have everybody now? Yep. Now, and if I win, I'm going to pocket three grand and I'm going to give Boomer 20 bucks for his help with the team. That's not a bad move. One last refresh of the old Venmo. Legally, I'm covered. Okay. There we go. Next to go lose, Preston Vukovic, the Russian bot, did not pay. AI says denied. Russian bot did not pay. Here we go. One last spin of the wheel. We're losing listeners. No, we're not. Ray, we're gonna. This is the last name. We're gonna spread this over a third podcast. Wow. Sears gets in again. Mike S, you're back in. Congrats, dude. Job, Mike. Never. Jay Sears. Jay Sears is his email. You know who you are, Mike S. I think he was in before, unless I just recognize the name from something else. But that's it. That's all of them, folks. You have all this pet talk. I didn't even know who Mike S. was. Has he hit us up before? I think so. But, yeah, all those other people that are still waiting. Wyatt Craig, you didn't get in. Weed Bomber, you're not in again. Dang, Weedy never paid? No way, he just never – he wasn't. Austin Boggs, your name did not get drawn. Justin Schwab, didn't get drawn. Oscar Villanueva, did not get drawn. (laughs) Did you see that one person? Arnold Bailey. They go, me, Arnold. Did not get drawn. Uh, I believe it was a guy and his brother, maybe his cousin. He goes, both our names got mentioned on the podcast, and neither one of us got in the league. <laughs> it was ones you mentioned them, and they then said that you guys did not make it in. I feel bad. I feel bad. <laughs> I did see someone say, "Dude, I if they don't pay, do I get in? Because I was the name that got. I would have been the next person. Uh, no, that's not how it works. We got to spin a random wheel on my computer on the website. Yeah, and right now we're going to take a break. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. (laughs) And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, 
We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Ray, what did you do this weekend? I, I, oh, dude, your Wanna, post. Benary? Yes. Justin. That was the casino that didn't have the Women's World Cup on. Yeah, I know. Encore looks really nice. No, no, it? It, it looks just like Encore in Las Vegas. Like, exactly the same pretty much. Okay, because there's some restaurant that Menory was eating at in there, Frenetti's or something, some Italian spot. Looked phenomenal. So did you hit up Justin and say, dude, Menory's at the casino right now? Trying to think how it went down. I did definitely hit him up and I go, hey, Menory's in Boston partying. All right, go, hey, you got to get to... It, it wasn't like then, because Menory posted him getting his hair cut. And so I think I said, hey, Bob Menory, remember he was on the podcast, that badass dude. Oh, Justin loves Menory too. Okay, I didn't know that. So I didn't have to explain it to him. But I go, hey, he's getting his hair cut. Ha ha, are you going to Encore this weekend? And then Justin had some time off. I believe he doesn't work till Tuesday. And so he goes to Encore. <clears throat> and I go, that's funny if you bumped into that dude. He's freaking there. But, I mean, I knew Menory goes VIP. He's probably at a high, high-end slot machine, you know. You're not necessarily going to bump into him. Justin goes, I wish I would have saved the text. Oh, my God. Dude, we go through- These are important, though. Like These moments are important to have the dialogue. Oh, Menory is at Granite Links. Badass course where Jessica lives. Oops. 180 around. I've hit the range up there. Somehow only $16 for a large bucket. And I said, Fratelli's and Encore looks amazing per Bob Menry. And he goes, went back, lost my ass on roulette, wondering what the fuck I've done. <laughs> what he's talking about. But I told him, I go, hey, you got to go bump into Menry. And so he goes to the casino, let's say Friday night, because I posted it on Saturday. And he said, I see Menry, but I'm way too sober. And then he said Menory's got his two goons with him. Oh, he can't talk to him because he's sober. He doesn't have the, the balls. Yeah. He's a little nervous. And he said he had a couple of security guys kind of with him. Okay. And so then he finally got into the circle and took the pick. And, you know, he was just liquored up enough. It's and what called did, the Balmer effect. Did he talk to Menory? Did he have a conversation? Did he say anything? You guys look it up. Balmer effect. It's when you operate your best under a certain amount of alcohol. If you go above that, you operate worst. If you go below it, you operate not so well either. Balmer effect. He just went up to him and then got the picture really quick, and it was daps, and it was quick, and it was out. That was it? Yeah, he said his haircut guy was with him, and did he say he was talking to the haircut guy at first, I think? It was quick. Dude, you know Menory? He's on zippies. He's zapped. He's not trying to sit around and have a conversation for an hour with somebody. It's just, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah. He's at a casino. He had a, Oh, and Justin thought he's with his ex-girlfriend, but he's with some new chick. So it was, it was quick. Bob was with his people. He's not going to sit and- I thought he oh, would. you you know me from the Sore Losers podcast that I didn't even post about? You didn't know who the I, hell I we don't were. remember those guys at all. They were <laughs> yeah. terrible. They were some dumbasses. The picture, there was more, there was less to the picture than actually the fact of the picture. Picture, picture was, was great. Cool. Yeah. Picture was great. And then I wake up Saturday morning, Bazer's like, get up, get up, get up. Justin bumped into Bob. He found Bob Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Justin, can I have exclusive rights to this picture to post on Sore, sore Losers? And Justin said no. I'm kidding. I don't care. That's funny. And hey, by the way, we are working on a new logo. I mean, I know people have been calling for it. We really need it. We're trying. We're working on it. T-shirts. I told the company it was terrible. Hats. Awful. Bad. And then we just got to design like gear because we need new gear. And you also, guys need it. this is real. Um, remember our design lady said less is more. The more you do to something, the more it costs. You got to keep something simple. So I get you're trying to do some crazy graphic that's like 3D and has rainbows shooting out of it, but that costs us more. You realize that? Didn't realize that, man. Ray, we're going to lose money on this. Didn't realize that. But um, I was going to give you a Team Snacks update. Season got started this weekend, but I will have to do that on Wednesday's Thank five. God. Way too much soccer. That, I will say, is probably the only MLS game I'm ever going to watch. 
Nashville SC plays Inter Miami in a week and a half. I know, I saw that. And I did remember this. I wanted I thought about this bit, not even a bit, just a statement I wanted to make and I thought it'd be good on the podcast. My grandfather's generation, my grandfather never watched a minute of MLS. Well, my yep. dad went around. My dad never even watched a split second of MLS. Me, I have watched 90 minutes of MLS. That is progress in America, and I will hang up and listen. That's what I want to say. <laughs> Congratulations, soccer. You have grown by 90 minutes in three generations. <laughs> Holy hell, what will my eggs watch? A whole match and a half? Holy shit, so help me. <laughs> That's all I had to say. I thought that went up on the patio. <laughs> Damn, that was kind of rude, man. I watched the Women's World Cup final yesterday. I don't. I guess I wasn't watching it live. It was probably the replay, but I didn't know who won. It was early. Oh, I watched it like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so it was a replay. But I watched it. I watched Spain win. And it makes me think. It was freaking two teams that were at the very top of the betting, and it was USA and next one up, Spain. We just listened to our USA hopers. I, I listen to USA because I believe in USA, man. They was, were so bad. They, Starting the tournament, you said they were so bad. Oh, they looked terrible against Vietnam. I told you they were terrible. They just won that game ten nothing. When they didn't, I was like, we can't win at all. And guys, in the next week, I know we're not recording anymore, but you have got to get your fall parlays in NFL, NBA. If you want to do a rookie bet, and then college bet football. Once it starts, you can't do those foundation parlays for the whole fall. NFL, college football, MLS, NBA, MLS, Premier League, Flyer. You got to bet La Liga. It in the next week. I'm telling you guys. And if you want to do NL Cy Young, it's down between two guys. It's Strider from Atlanta and Blake Snell of San Diego. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 